0: It's eight crazy nights later, and Jack and Josh are still partying, this time with the hot chick. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hello. Hello. Welcome welcome back.
1: <laughs> every week every week he does this he le- he does the hello leaves it for an uncomfortable amount of time
0: you know why you know why i leave it right i'm waiting for the audience to say hello back they're not gonna
2: say <laughs> i just didn't want to be rude i didn't want to leave you hanging
0: no 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 i love it i love it hello to everyone out there uh you're back it's another week of happy Madison madness um, we uh, it's as always. I'm here, Jack Gregson. Joining me is my co-host, my friend, and and my brother, Josh Pappenheim.
1: Yeah, this week I thought we'd try something new. And um, if Shit. we if we <laughs> if we both wear, I got these earrings. Oh from no! A strange, vaguely <laughs> racist shop, <laughs> and they're not for sale. But I stole them. Um, I thought, I got one for you, man.
0: I wish you had, like, set this up beforehand, Josh, because I'm so confused about how <laughs> you are planning for this to work out. What do you But, mean? okay, I'll put on one of these mystical-looking earrings that you've picked up.
1: Yeah, I've put it on, too.
0: Oh uh, No, no, but nothing's
1: oh. happening. Don't worry, because we have to go to sleep, and then it happens sometimes. <laughs>
0: Sometimes.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, we've got a guest. Uh, we've got a guest this week. Sorry to interrupt.
2: Can I just say that I, despite the fact that I've literally just watched the film, I thought you were being completely serious. I I forgot about. Oh, sorry. Did you want to introduce?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we do have a guest this week. Uh, we have with us uh, comedian and host of the Peak Trans podcast, Jen Ives.
2: Hello. How's it going?
0: Hello. Hello. <laughs> It's good. Uh, each week, your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. And this time, we're joined by Jen to discuss a, a film that I think is going to fit. It- I mean, what a week to a- <laughs> Trans Awareness Week to be discussing <laughs> the hot chick. You couldn't have
2: picked a better time.
0: I, like, it's amazing we didn't actually plan this. <laughs> it's crazy. But... It's oh, crazier God. than Eight Crazy Nights.
1: It really is. Last week wasn't... I mean, it would have been better if last week was also some sort of Jewish holiday. Alas!
0: Like Hanukkah.
1: Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> if
0: only. Um, no. This, oh, is that uh... what you watched
2: last week? Eight <laughs> yeah. Crazy yeah. Nights? I've never seen it.
1: Uh, keep uh-huh. it that way. <laughs> oh, really? Isn't it a cartoon? <laughs> it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it looks fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: looks can be deceiving. Looks bright and colourful.
0: <laughs> well, this is, a good, this is as good a place as any, Jen, to ask you about your history and knowledge of the Happy Madison Production Company or Adam Sandler films in general.
2: Sure. Um, yeah, when I was a teenager, like when I was growing up, I was I was a pretty big fan of Adam Sandler, well, some of his stuff. Like, I really liked The Waterboy. And um, I really like The Wedding Singer, actually, is probably, like, my favourite one. And when I was about 16, I really liked Little Nicky, but I've seen that recently, and that one does not hold up. Oh, it does not. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I'm a fan, but obviously, like, over <laughs> but over over the, the last couple of years, I've not really watched any of it. The, la- the last one I saw was Big Daddy, and I, I didn't really care for it anymore. So <laughs> what I find is, like, as I get older, I dislike some of the films a lot more than I used to. Um, but obviously, like things like Happy Gilmore and stuff, they still stand up, don't they?
0: They do. Unfortunately, they're like the ones we don't cover in this show. No. <laughs> yeah, sure, but that wouldn't be fun, would no. it?
1: No, we get all the latter-day sins. <laughs> That's what we get.
0: Yeah. As I've mentioned, I think in this in previous episodes, there's always something to talk about. There's something to dig out of these movies. And that's what I love about this podcast. And, and before we dig up the hot chick, Josh, do you have a synopsis?
1: Oh, I do, yes. Um, again, fresh off IMDb, once again, I've not looked at who actually wrote it, so I'll just say it's from an anonymous ghost. Uh, an attractive and popular teenager who is mean-spirited toward others finds herself in the body of an older man and must find a way to get back to her original body.
0: That is such an interesting way to describe this movie. Because, <laughs> yeah. as you all find out listening to this episode, I have an interesting take on this movie. And I feel I'm like... excited. It, As with every Rob Schneider film we've covered, there's a way to make this work. And I think more than ever, like when I was saying that the animal could easily have been a free star movie if they just tried a little harder,
1: <laughs> hitting those heady heights, I, as possible.
0: I, I genuinely think there is a way to turn this into like a cult classic. It doesn't go that way, but there are elements here that, and that and that description you've just used is, is part of my reasoning. Anyway, onto the stats. Directed by Tom Brady, who co-wrote the movie. The football player, not the football player.
2: No, I googled him and it's not the football player. <laughs> That's God the first thing that comes it. up, though. I think he <laughs> made like he made like three films. I think he's made some terrible ones. I
0: think. Yeah, I, I want to just get. Um, he's got a really intense look on IMDb. Oh yeah, he he directed um, the Hot Chick and. Uh, like a movie that was released in the UK as a sports movie, um, but came out in the US as the Comebacks, which is sort of the in your date movie, epic movie style, right? Um, but with sports. And then he's also directed the future Happy Madison movie that we'll be covering, Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> Can't wait to get to that one. Written uh, and directed by Tom Brady, starring Rob Schneider. Anna Faris, Matthew Lawrence and not her screen debut but an early role for Rachel McAdams uh, released on the 13th of December 2002. I don't have a budget for this one but I'm definitely sure it it didn't make its budget back (laughs) considering it only made $35 million at the US box office. Especially, like, I reckon
1: they spent that amount of money just on the opening just hiring oh. the sets from the mummy <laughs> that, to, to that's
0: to my, it's literally remember. my first note on this movie was how much money was wasted on this opening sequence <laughs>
2: what is it I for? mean the opening sequence is amazing it takes you back a little bit doesn't it it's sort of like you're not expecting that sort of level of <laughs> level of mystique well, it
0: takes you back in time yeah <laughs> it takes you back in time it,
1: it takes me back to that intro to uh, the Master of Disguise oh no kind of the, the vibes of the intro
0: well With Bo Derek
1: No not that bit (laughs) The title (laughs) sequence
0: Literally the beginning Uh, This opened at number 5 at the US box office Behind new releases Made in Manhattan Mm. Star Trek Nemesis Mm. Drumline Mm. And uh, Die Another Day in it's 4th week So this was really just Nobody was going to this (laughs) (laughs) Because they got Drumline (laughs) <laughs> they do have drumline. And when you have drumline,
2: why would you need anything else? <laughs> What's drumline?
0: I believe it's Nick Cannon
1: as a drummer. It's an underdog drumming film before Whiplash, but it's about, like, band <laughs> right. drumming. Like... Yeah, it
0: is. And there's a sequel, you know. Is there? It's Drumline 2. I think it's like called cool, like, Drumline drum 2, A New Generation, or something like that.
1: Oh, that's nice. I'll have to catch that soon. <laughs> because, you
0: know, there's always going to be a new generation of uh, marching band drummers. <laughs> that's
1: the name, marching band.
0: <laughs> this, um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it only got 22%, which is the exact same as Mr. Deeds got earlier this year. Is this still 2002? It's still 2002. It's, uh, it's just, hell. yeah, we've had this is the fourth movie of 2002 we've covered. And, <laughs> uh, as I always say, other comedies from 2002, you've got Big Fat Greek Wedding, Austin Powers and Gold Member, Jackass, the movie. I think The Hot Chick falls more into the 2002 realm of comedy than something like Master of Disguise did.
2: Yeah, big time. Yeah, Master of Disguise feels like way older than that. Master of Disguise feels like
0: a, a remnant from 1982 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that they didn't
2: release until
0: <laughs> 2002. And that those those are the stats, guys. Now we're, we're all caught up with the movie. Yeah, let's let's yeah. start at the at this beautiful beginning, uh, this opening <laughs> prologue that is so integral to the. What a great way to start your. Big wacky zany comedy off with with literally ten minute pro five ten minute
2: prologue with zero jokes
1: with Lord Imhotep trying to marry moon, but Moon doesn't want to marry Lord Imhotep.
2: Well, when did the Mummy come out?
0: Nineteen ninety nine, so three years before. Yeah,
2: do you think they were trying to sort of do like that kind of thing? Like they wanted to, like that was all in at that point, wasn't it? Like all the Egyptian shit. <laughs> Even Dude, the was. Mummy
0: was funnier though. <laughs> like the mummy has <laughs> jokes,
2: right? Sure. <laughs> they were trying. I didn't say they succeeded.
0: It's uh, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. It's set in 50 BC.
2: Oh, I don't think. <laughs> that I didn't was really what... understand the beginning. <laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. To be honest, nor do I. Like, it's it's done such a strange. Way. It's this opening prologue set in 50 BC in a sort of Egyptian castle, where. I guess you're supposed to take that. Oh, a princess is going to marry a king, but the king is not nice. They don't show you much of the king being not nice. It's no. Just, it's just you sort just of. Take gross. it as red. Yeah. And she uses these magical earrings to swap bodies with a slave girl.
1: Fucking raw deal for her. Yeah,
0: I was trying to think like yeah. like I, I was trying to think like who gets what out of this deal. <laughs> no one gets like, anything. This, like the princess is now going to be a slave. Um, well, I
1: didn't get, I mean, we're skipping it. Well, I'm going to skip ahead to the bit where they've worked out the earrings are responsible for what happens in the film, and the woman is telling them, "Oh yeah, what happened later is they didn't realise that you had to bring the earrings back together to swap bodies back." <laughs> I was like, but then she'd end up married to the king anyway.
0: Yeah, so what's the why point? Why were they worried about swapping back? Also, how did these earrings get back together? And also, if people know the story, how is this not a thing? Like, these earrings are just sitting in a mall in in suburbia. Oh. <laughs> yeah. you know, it was, just on display. Knows. Everyone just like... knows.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows after the fall of the Egyptian Empire, they all moved to California. <laughs>
0: they weren't just on the they weren't even on the slate. They were just sitting on the counter, and then when asked sale. if they could be purchased, they're like, "No, that's a genuine artifact." Oh yeah, but they're not
2: for sale though. They're not for sale. <laughs> yeah, they're Not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: in, case, uh, in case, in uh, case listeners haven't realized, this is a body swap movie yay (laughs) i i love a body swap movie the
2: thing is right you know these kind of films like you usually it's like they just like i would excuse them for just like having the most flimsy way to get into the story as possible like you they should have got into the story after about a minute really (laughs) they should have designated about 60 seconds to kind of have that exposition but like you were saying they didn't it was like 10 minutes wasn't it and in fact you don't even see rob schneider till about Minute twelve, or longer than that. (laughs) It's like because they
0: spend like a lot of time. Yeah, but he's on the poster. He's on the poster, but I feel like for a while, like they're setting up this sort of pre Mean Girls, Mean Girl Rachel McAdams. Yeah, and that and that takes ages. It's not till probably about the twenty-minute mark. I feel like that Rob Schneider shows up.
1: No, I mean that's why this film's so fucking long. Is because it has an intro to the intro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of this film that could be cut as um... oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> it could be it could be thirty minutes. It could be just like a TV episode. It's so bad. <laughs> What's, it's, it's so funny true. Funny
0: as well because there's so every character has a subplot. Mm. Every single character in this movie has a subplot, and they all deal with the same theme of identity.
2: Yeah, everyone's
0: they do. <laughs> got like <laughs> like the. The black girl has a problem accepting her Korean heritage. And Jewish. Ling Ling. And Jewish. And Jewish, How that's could I a good forget? last minute
1: twist. <laughs>
0: um, that is probably, that, if I was editing this movie, that is probably the first thing I would want to delete, is the, um, is the, is the uh, i hate to say i'd delete the ethnic minorities from this film, but i just don't think they're very well treated in this no movie. i don't even think it's doing anything well any let's favors. let's
2: let's not delete them but let's agree that maybe we delete the scene with the n word in it
0: definitely oh would God. delete that in front of sister sister <laughs> now available on netflix now available on netflix
2: oh is it wicked yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah that's that moment was the moment that really sort of shocked me. Me too. Yeah.
2: Like I My jaw did actually drop, just because I wasn't expecting it, you
1: know? <sighs> Absolutely not. And it's, it's uncalled for, unnecessary, unneeded. Was it meant to be
0: funny? Oh, it's definitely meant <laughs> to be funny. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, that character uh, of, like, the Asian mum, she's definitely supposed to... I mean, like, I know it's a comedy, but there's not much comedy in it, but she's supposed to be the comic relief, isn't she? Like, when she pops up, she's, like, this wacky kind of character in like a low rider car and like all this kind she's of She's the st-
0: comedy relief <laughs> to a
2: comic. Yeah.
0: She's, she's, but it's such a, such a strange subplot in this, uh, this mother just wanting to connect to her daughter and her just being like sort of humiliated that her mom is Korean. Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It was a big source of shame in the early really 2000s. Good.
0: Josh, had you seen this movie before? I know Jen had.
1: No, but As has happened in a number of other films that we've watched for this, I definitely felt like I had seen it before, but I think, I was talking to my housemates about it, I feel like some clips of it are included on, like, Beyond Clueless or something?
0: Or maybe... Maybe you recognised um, John Debney's score as it's identical <laughs> to his score for Liar Liar. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Well, just
2: a note on the score, actually, it is terrible, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, I don't remember the, I don't remember the Liar Liar score, but I don't remember it being as like egregious as this one. This this one sounds like the score on sort of like on a television program. It's really bad, right?
0: There is one moment where I actually really like the score. Which moment? It's the scene where I just feel like, oh, this is a a bit where they kind of get this movie, is when uh, Jessica has woken up as Rob Schneider, and she's trying to get out of the house, and the little brother is like, Dad, can I have this cake for breakfast? Yeah. And the score is just like boop, boop 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 boop, and I was just like, "Oh, it's a bit of a wacky score. It's a bit of a wacky <laughs> scene. It's kind of like, oh, this feels like a film." One
1: brief shining moment.
0: <laughs> He's like holding up a newspaper in front of his face to pretend so that it's not Rob Schneider. He's pretending to be the dad. He's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> like, like this. Is, I was like, "Oh, cool." So I'm gonna come right out and say this: I don't hate this movie. Is it? I was talking to Jen about this. Like, I've seen this film. Before and I think I must have watched this film a lot as a teen because I always wanted to wake up as Rob Schneider <laughs> uh,
1: with that beautiful hair
0: <laughs> I think there might lead, might be sort of part nostalgia for just having watched this movie before mm. but also I just quite enjoyed how zany it was like it was fully like on like anytime. I think the first time I really laughed is when uh, Rachel McAdams is looking in at her parents while she's sneaking out, and her dad is reading a Playboy, and her mum is reading an American Scientist, and her dad pulls out the centrefold of the Playboy, and the mum pulls out a centrefold of American Scientist, and I was just like, that's such a stupid joke, but I kind of like it.
1: I must admit, I nearly (laughs) laughed at that. So, just... I just want to say, I brought in a new laugh measurement for this film. So you'll remember a few weeks ago, I brought in the 0.5 laugh. Yes. Because otherwise, some films would have done way better than other ones, even though they didn't have the same reaction. For this one, I brought in a 0.25% <laughs> laugh. Just because there was somewhere I just went, hmm. <laughs> I'm counting a laugh as a smile now. Basically, That's what I, I think I laughed
0: a fair few times in this. I don't count them like Josh does, as, really? as we all know. <laughs> but um, I just love you know, stats. Just...
2: Well, there were there were three points where I definitely laughed, um, and I felt ashamed <laughs> at it. But yeah, like there were three like laugh out loud. No, well, not let's not say out loud, but like there were definite actual laughs. Three three points. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to know what they were now, but I can I can tell you as we go through.
0: We'll get we'll definitely get to some laughs. We've got to hold on some some enjoyment for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Gotta can't give it all the way up front. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, this so this movie features uh I keep wanting to call her Regina George. Mm. This movie features Regina George yeah. swapping bodies with with Clive, played by Rob Schneider. Clive, Clive Maxtone, yeah. what a name. Oh yeah.
2: Um, you don't really get to. See, you only get to see his name like when it's on that mug shot, don't yeah. you? Like Because his character isn't like his actual character isn't really fleshed out at all. No. You don't really know anything about him. And in fact, when they swap bodies, like you would think that they would give some screen time to like the girl, yeah. but like they just don't. It's just like it's all Rob.
0: I think it's actually a real sort of joy when uh, Rachel McAdams comes on screen playing the sort of Rob Schneider character. Yeah, but it's
2: like right at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's 100% my biggest problem with. Well, no, it's not my biggest problem. <laughs> I think we've film. already tackled it's,
0: one of the biggest problems of the film.
1: It's my biggest structural problem with this film is I want to see more of Rachel McAdams playing Rob Schneider. She's really criminal.
0: good at it. Like yeah. you can tell why she has a, like, a career after this. She's
2: the best yeah. fucking thing in
0: this. film. Like, you know,
2: the bit with the car. That's that's good. That bit isn't it? Where she's like. Uh, how much money have you got? <laughs> yeah. and then she like tries to run him over. Like that's fun. <laughs>
0: it is fun. Even like when she's like, "I've got to pay off some debts, so how about I rent your body on the weekends and stuff like that?" It's just mm. like <laughs> she's having a good time with it. She she has the best role to play because she gets to play the scumbag
2: who's suddenly an attractive woman. Like that's that's more exactly. Fun than... It's the more fun story, isn't it? Yeah. Like this part is so mind blowing yeah. to me that like. Rob Schneider has, I mean, I don't want to just come on here and be like a Rob Schneider hater, but like, what, what do they see in him? I don't, I just don't get it. He can't, like, I don't, I feel bad saying it, but he's not a good actor. He's not funny. He's not good looking. I, I honestly just don't get it. But um I I am
0: I'm someone with you. does. I'm someone with likes it. Because every week, every time we've done a Rob Schneider movie, I've always sort of called Rob Schneider out as the worst part of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But But he's got top billing. He does. I'll say this. Yeah. This is probably the best performance he's given in any of the movies we've covered with him. Yeah, there are moments. Like he that. has this well, this is the first time he plays a character who has an actual arc. Who actually goes through something. So, every. So, we've covered Deuce Bigelow and the animal before this. And mm, both of those. Juice yeah. Bigelow, he's nobody. He's just a guy in a situation. No character there whatsoever. Apart from he likes fish. Yeah. The animal, he's got a little bit more. He's oh, he wants to be a police a policeman. He wants to
1: be a police cop.
0: Yeah. That's, that's it. This, you know, he's got a goal. She wants to get back to her original body. That's something. He, it's nice to see him with a drive, but he's not a great actor. Yeah. He's very ineffectual. And yeah. his only sort of performance in this is he plays the character sort of with uh, with a lisp.
1: Well, this is one thing I wanted to <laughs> The <about>. voice. Yeah. <laughs> the voice. Or just... So yeah, he... it's probably the best work he's done. I will admit, it's the best work he's done in any of the films that we've watched so far. Now that's not the same as saying it's good, because his performance in this is, is playing the idea of what a teenage girl is, rather than the character that he himself wrote for Rachel McAdams. Yeah,
0: it's very strange that he doesn't play what Rachel McAdams is playing.
1: No. <laughs> no. But then also she doesn't play what he was playing because he's just like a he's just like a fun idiot bank rob or not even bank robber he's robbing a gas station at the beginning and got my
2: he's incompetent
1: he's incompetent he got two laughs from me straight from the off of pouring nachos then nacho cheese into his backpack yeah that was (laughs) and then going back and chugging slush puppy from the machine i thought both of those things very good but then as soon as he as soon as he's transported into rachel McAdams' body she plays him like he's a fucking murderer
0: (laughs) 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 yeah which is <laughs> more fun though.
1: <laughs> it is more fun. But yeah, I want to see that from the off. That I want to see a procedural <laughs> crime drama about this happening.
2: Well, the thing is that way around is fine, right? That that I mean, you can kind of suspend your disbelief on that a little bit, but mm. but the other way around when he can't play her and he's not playing her right, you never buy into the fact that he is her. So therefore it just seems like a creepy old man in someone's bedroom, yes. that's just all it feels like. So it's it's hard to buy it, you know?
1: One of my biggest notes about halfway through the film, I would say that after the fourth time, that the character that Rob Schneider is playing has exposed himself to a room full of teenage girls.
0: Such a great joke, such, <laughs> such a, a great, great joke. joke.
1: I just went, <laughs> was, this, was this film written just, in, just, ex, just as an excuse? for Rob Schneider to do a Pee-wee Herman, but without like any repercussions whatsoever, <laughs> because it's art.
2: Hey, I will not have anyone <laughs> slandering Pee-wee Herman while I'm I here, was, like, I Cee- was about to
0: jump in there with the same
1: defence. That's the second time I've brought up Pee-wee Herman and the second time people have leapt to his defence. <laughs>
2: because Pee-wee Herman's funny! Mis- there's a misunderstanding!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's also odd in that before... He switches with rachel mcadams the film has sort of a different comedic tone it's definitely not as zany before then i guess it's zany things come with body swap but it wasn't it wasn't actually until i thought that the film was just on a really weird comedic tangent when she was uh doing her i'm not gonna have sex with you joke with her boyfriend yeah where she was just for everything was an innuendo i was like wow, this already feels like it's out of another movie. But no, it's just that the movie completely changes tone about 20 minutes in.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's so true.
0: Uh, Because she does not see... It does, it's about
2: seven different tones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In the same way that I want to see more of Rachel McAdams, I kind of want to see more of um, Anna Faris' character's parents.
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: (laughs) Robert Darvey and uh, Lelaine Kenzie, I think it is. (laughs) just being in this clearly loveless marriage. Um, And just her falling down and hurting herself. Always, always funny to see people injuring themselves. That and... um...
1: You say that, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) It really, slapstick is great. That
0: and uh, Rob Schneider doing a less funny version of him hurting himself from the animal where he falls down um,
2: all the stairs in this film. Yep, yep. Uh, Um... I I like the bit where he falls down all the stairs. That that was like, (laughs) it wasn't one of the laugh out loud moments, but it was one moment where I thought, oh, there's something in there. It's it's, it's
0: (laughs) cathartic, isn't it?
1: It really is.
0: Yeah. This is such a strange... Um, I feel like we should get into the gender identity of it all, because... Mm. I think, so I, I mentioned earlier that I have like a take on this where I sure. think this movie could have been more interesting. And I think there is an interesting film where you get rid of all the magical earring bullshit and you just <laughs> yeah. have a girl, a teenage girl, waking up in a man's body and processing what that means to her. Processing, mm. um, because I, the one of the more interesting things I found about this film was, um, Arna Faris' character April developing feelings for rachel mcadams in in rob schneider's body and i was starting to think like oh is this like a low-key sort of lesbian coming of age movie where she realizes that Mm. she doesn't want a man she wants to be with her best friend and i was really interested in that until the end where she's making eyes at rob schneider back in his own body and i was like oh no she just wants rob schneider (laughs) but for a while there i was like oh this there's some really interesting things at play here. And then it was, like, capitalised by um the little brother recognising Rachel yeah, McAdams Berger. in uh, in Rob Schneider's body and saying, oh, you're my sister and I accept you for who you are. And I was like, yeah. oh, this film is, like, dealing with stuff that I wasn't expecting. Not in a good way, but, like... <laughs> no. <laughs> it, for, for... But that's
2: almost its fault, isn't it? it? That's the problem with it. It's, like, it's trying to deal with all these issues, but it's, like... Not ha- it doesn't have enough time to do it. So like with the lesbian thing, it's like yeah that that is a scene, mm. and then that is like forgotten about forever. <laughs> and with that whole thing, like that is like a nice moment, but like also you know what's his name Booger? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, like Booger. There's all these bits with him like cross dressing and like then he's suddenly like wearing high heels and then the dad says you know if you're gonna if you're gonna wear those you need to learn to run in them and it's like there's no like there's no links between any of these parts like you don't know what that's yeah. about or like what it's supposed to be saying it's just like thrown in there just for a bit of like fake depth sort of thing
0: Oh well, no it's very true and that's that's my thing like i i think if they could deepen some of these themes you'd actually have a really interesting movie on your
2: hands but they don't but, <laughs> but they, they don't, don't they. give equal but the problem is they don't give like equal thing to like they don't give equal relevance to the themes though like so you'll have like something's mm. like oh this bit's about gender and this bit's about race And then you'll have a character who is called Hild who is just supposed to just be like the fat comic relief, and like there's no like depth to that character at all. Do you know what I mean? Like with that character, maybe that one scene where she talks about having to shave her chin, but that's not really related. And it's just like (laughs) a bunch of it's just a bunch of fat jokes at her expense, right? There's also I was trying to figure
0: out: is it supposed to be funny that the black guy is attracted to her?
2: Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. I was trying to figure out what the joke is there
2: <laughs> if there, were, yeah the I, joke I is I that black guys something. like uh big women oh I guess, that's the yeah. thing
0: i
1: was like is this
0: some sort of
2: stereotype is that what it is i think so yeah it's it's one i've seen in films before
0: yeah it's there's just a lot of stuff in there that doesn't work at all and i think i've like elevated. i think it's just because i found themes that i liked that mm-hmm. aren't really played upon but we've just finished covering eight crazy nights and the master of disguise and i was like oh themes that i can kind of get on board with this is a great movie (laughs) you know just because i'm so starved (laughs) for any sort of themes
2: well i don't want to seem like i'm like criticizing it too heavily like i think the problem is is like i'm not expecting any of these themes from this film like mm. I was I was not expecting any depth whatsoever. So the fact that they tried to put something in is admirable for the time, but like they probably still shouldn't have bothered. No. Well that
0: I think that's what makes this movie quite frustrating, is that they they try to they clearly have ideas on identity, but in the end they were just like, oh, we could just go for, like, a silly gag. I guess they should have just gone for the gags all the way through instead of trying to reach for the stars.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe they'll remake it, and they can. Maybe I'll remake it. You should.
1: Well, I was thinking of you while watching it, because <laughs> I don't you. know if you noticed, because on the bed of April's room, on April's bed... Is there a poster of me? No, there's a penguin that looks awfully a alo- lot, <laughs> awfully much... Oh, that's that's
0: the penguin from Hello Kitty. Oh, is it? It's got like a weird name. I don't remember.
1: Penguin. (laughs) It's got a weird name, like penguin.
0: There's there is that that penguin shows up a lot, and there is an awful lot of Powerpuff Girls branding in this movie to the point where I was trying to figure out like, was this sponsored by Cartoon Network? No. it's not, it's a Disney movie, so...
1: I found something (laughs) on that, because I realised we're really missing a trick not including trivia (laughs) for all of these films we never really talk about. Oh,
0: so, well, I I do know what trivia you're gonna bring up. I mean, it's not great
1: trivia. (laughs) It's not great trivia.
0: So, so Josh, did you get this from the INDB trivia page? Yes. Because this is trivia that I got just because I'm a massive fan (laughs) of the Powerpuff Girls movie. And knew that as soon as, um, I believe it's the band No Secrets, their song That's What Girls Do comes on. I was like, this is from the Powerpuff Girls (laughs) movie, released the same year. Man, I shouldn't Um, have tried to play a player. Uh, and, uh, is it yes, really because
2: because uh, one of my things that i was thinking with this movie is that like the music is terrible like like every <laughs> song sounds like a royalty-free um sort of like poundland ambience mu- like it just sounds like something that was just like written by a christian rock band or something it doesn't sound like film music but i think they had like one licensed song in it which is at the mm, dance it, or whatever what? Well, the you, the, uh, the dance you've got DJ
0: Michelle Branch making uh, <laughs> making tunes. One of the right. two singer cameos in this movie of Michelle Branch and Ashley Simpson. Ooh, mm-hmm. Yeah, great to have them involved. You've
1: got the song from "About a Boy" that's in it, I think. That's have got that. Ass. Is, yes, that is in that's it. that's in it. <laughs> that's yeah,
2: good. that was in and it, and
0: it's it's got um it's got that <gasps> fever I for the flavor. Baby.
1: By Hot Action Cop.
0: It's got that song that I, I used to, I I must have downloaded some of these songs. Clearly, like, 13-year-old me was not as much of a music snob as Jenna's. <laughs> 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 but, um...
2: I just I, didn't recognise any of the songs. That's all. Like, I, most of them. Like, was, like, that Powerpuff Girls one, I had no idea what it was.
0: <laughs> the one I was big into was Take Tomorrow by Butch Walker. Which is the song that plays when Rachel McAdams sneaks out to see her boyfriend. It's like, we can take tomorrow, baby, one day at a time. Which makes no sense. You take tomorrow, tomorrow, (laughs) one day at a time. Yeah, but but it's
1: always tomorrow, so you always take it one day at a time. It's quite deep and profound,
0: Jack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to write a letter to Mr. Butch Walker ask him to explain himself. Yeah, give it a go. Josh, did you notice that this is the third Rob Schneider movie we've covered that features a scene set inside a toilet?
1: Yes, and with a, with a toilet attendant.
0: <laughs> um, he seems obsessed. This is, though, it is the first Rob Schneider film we've covered that doesn't feature a scene in an airport. Oh shit, that's true. But this is post-2001 now, so, uh, you know, we c- uh, it's not as easy to film in airports anymore. Uh...
1: I had one note on that scene, which is um, I really miss urinals or just public just public toilets. Well, during lockdown, just going to a bar and then going to a toilet. That's that's my major thing that I miss
0: currently. I just quite enjoy this because I read uh, Jen's article today on, on toilets. Ooh.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> Everything comes up. together. I'm sure there are still places with the urinals, right? I'm sure, maybe there not are. filled with ice, but I <laughs> yeah, they not still filled have. With ice. I was trying to figure that out. I liked that scene. I really <laughs> like the toilet attendant guy. I recognize him from other stuff, mm. um, but I don't know what. Has he been another like Adam Sandler films? His
0: name. You? His name is Dick Gregory. Oh, I know that <laughs> That's name. Good <a> name. <laughs> he was a political activist. What? I'm just looking up on a... He was a stand-up and a political activist. Yeah, well, I
2: definitely Rick know the name, him. Dick
0: Gregory. Did a lot of stuff for he, he conducted landmark research into the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. He was anti-apartheid, you know. He's he's, he's pro-feminism.
2: He's a good guy. And <laughs> he's been kissed by Rob Schneider, so. <laughs> he yeah.
0: Oh, that's. <laughs> he read the script and he was like, this deals with a lot of issues <laughs> and I he read the same script that I watched. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's. Oh, I'm really sad now.
2: (laughs) Has Rob Schneider ever had a. I don't know if you guys know this, I don't know how many of his films you've actually seen, but has he ever had, like, a respectable movie role? Like, has he ever had, like, a punch-drunk no. love moment no. or anything? The, the no. closest,
0: um... No, no, none not at all. Nothing sort of... <laughs> no. Yeah. no he, the he, he wrote and directed a film in which... It's called The Chosen One, and it's sort of... I guess it's probably the closest thing to his his drama, Right, he, he's, it's not a good <clears throat> movie from what I've heard. He plays a guy who I think is responsible for like a, a religious sect uh, not ending the world. He's the sole human being who can save mankind from its own destruction. Yeah. It's a lot to uh, write for yourself, direct for yourself, and star in.
2: Hey, you know you never know. I mean, he's he's starred in enough movies. It's, hasn't it's he? like when M. Night Shyamalan wrote uh, his character in Lady in the
0: Water and wrote himself as the writer who will save the Fuck world. Me. But he's also got his... He, <laughs> of course.
1: He saw what, I mean, RIP, but he saw what Louis C.K. was doing, and he made his own version, didn't he? What was that called? What, his TV show, Rob? Real Rob. Oh, real. He's got Rob and Real Rob. Rob and Real Rob.
2: Yeah. I've seen one of them. It, it was like, I saw the one that was kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think mean, that's but Real like, Rob. even more predictable. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah maybe yeah. more than, yeah. Even more formulaic, somehow. Yeah,
1: more than Louis C.K. It was actually seeing what um... fuck Larry David.
0: He's not someone I like. Yeah, we've talked about this over and over on the show. He's not someone I, the best thing he ever did was being like a cameo in Demolition Man. <laughs> yeah. Or playing like the um. Yeah. As the bellman in Home Alone Two. That's. A... He's in Judge Dread, isn't he? Yes, he's in Judge Dread as as the comedic sidekick to. Yeah, he's someone. good in that yeah this is probably like it, he's better i guess in like the supporting roles in adam sandler movies yeah. when he's not playing a wildly racist stereotype <laughs> Oh, he plays a wildly racist stereotype in this for a bit. We could, I
2: can't forget how he played Tequito. Yeah, he does it so well as well. Like that's his like, <laughs> that's his that's his like masterwork. Do you know what I mean? That's what he, he does. That's what he's good at. Three
0: characters in this yeah. movie: Clive Maxstone, Jessica Spencer, and Takito. It's quite meta, really.
1: I think he was going for an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> he was showing the range. This,
2: this is his punch drunk one. It's want. like a character within a character, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah I like taquito
1: again well I just yeah I want to touch on taquito because I thought the film was going to go in a really interesting direction there where I thought the dad was going to fall for him and the mum was going to fall for him
2: yeah that would be funny
1: and that would sort like something interesting would happen because
2: there's that bit when the mum looks out the window and sees them hugging and you can tell that like she's thinking oh is my husband gay and that's why he doesn't why he's not interested in me yeah but then they don't pick up on that but then she but then She invites him in, and then so you think that she's going to confront him about gayness, but but then um, but then she actually fancies Taquito, and then he's like, "No, I'm." Everybody fancies Rob Schneider. Everybody wants to fuck. Everybody does. Yeah, that's what this film
1: should have been called.
0: (laughs) But maybe that is again a comment on because you know everybody fancies Rachel McAdams, so no matter who she is, she's always beautiful.
1: Unless she's Anna Faris, who will then just keep fancying Rob Schneider.
0: (laughs) Anna Faris is confused by the end of this movie. I think in a few if we go back, if we get get the hot chick too, like Anna Faris is fully, like she's come out by that point.
2: Is it weird that Mm. I sort of like even though obviously all these horrible things we've said about Rob Schneider, is it weird that I um have kind of like a level of respect for him in the sense that he's managed to like do a lot with very little, right? Like he like <laughs> like he's definitely like doing all right for himself, right? And I dunno, I feel like he's kind of like living the American dream in a weird sort of way.
0: He's got he's got my dream career in that he's befriended a much more successful comedian <laughs> sure. who keeps putting him in movies. Yeah. Like, like, um... The uh, world's like, most famous limpet. He, and he's befriended him so much that, like, even his other friend, even Adam Sandler's other friends, like Alan Covert, he only gets one movie. Like, um... I'm really annoyed at Alan Covert this week, because I just keep seeing him tweet about Trump stuff. I really <laughs>
1: wish he hadn't told me about that. And also, I really wish we didn't follow him from the official account. <laughs> I say the official account, the podcast account. Because I keep getting notifications, keep getting notifications just from, notifications from Alan Covert. From Alan
2: Covert. <laughs> so who is this? Who's, who's a- Alan, Adam Alan Covert? Who's
0: that? He, he, Al- Alan Covert is a guy who's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies...
2: Um, and what is he a trump supporter did you say
0: he's a massive trump supporter and but very vocal on twitter about it whilst i think that adam sandler might be a trump supporter
2: well yeah that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say i don't want to ruin your whole day but adam sandler is a known conservative and so is um rob schneider he is a
0: conservative but he stays oh rob schneider can go to hell like uh, (laughs) like he is he's definitely a bad person Adam Sandler at least stays he is a known conservative, but at least he stays quiet about he's it. A, he's he's not on he's not on Twitter about going on about
1: uh Adam Sandler is a Republican, however he is a Giuliani Republican, he's not a Trump Republican. So he's kinda like I mean, I know that Giuliani's obviously also fucking awful. But he's not as awful. <laughs> I don't think fuck
0: everyone's bad.
1: Yeah. We're all born with sin. <laughs>
0: look, the election's over, so Alan Covert should just shut up about it now anyway. Um, Shut the fuck off. Moving along to someone else whose name begins with A. (laughs) Arna Faris is in this movie. She's great. I just find it interesting that she's in this movie, and then she goes on to be the only female lead of a Happy Madison movie. Because she has the house bunny coming up in a few years after mm. this. And that is the only time a Happy Madison movie has had a female top
2: Billets movie. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's not completely unexpected. I mean, I didn't actually know that was a Happy Madison film. <laughs> I would have just assumed yeah. that they didn't have any. Um, the only thing about Anna <laughs> so, Faris in this movie, and I really like Anna Faris, but, like, I didn't believe her as, like, as like a bitch. Yeah, I agree. Like, she's no, too no, likeable. Do you either. know what I mean? Like, she's, like, too goofy and likeable. Like, that's her sort of thing that she does. What?
0: Well, I, I have this problem with uh rachel mcadams who begins the movie at school as a bitch and then gets home and she is just like seems so well adjusted with her parents and her brother like she goes in and like helps her brother out who's got like a a black eye i'm like this doesn't seem like this bitch character you were setting up but
1: is this the thing is this film about learned behaviors? Because yes, it is. <laughs> it is about that. Because my biggest, one of my biggest, or say one of my biggest notes, one bit that I really hated was the bit where Rachel McAdams, I mean, Rob Schneider, Rachel McAdams, uh, fucking hell, Rob Schneider as Rachel McAdams, goes to the bar, and she tries to order, he, Rob oh, fuck, <laughs> Rob Schneider tries to order some drinks. And then he's like, I'll have like two mojitos, something, blah, blah, blah. And a screaming orgasm. And then the bartender, basically the whole scene is set around the bartender just being like, the bartender's eyes, he never says anything, but his eyes are always like, why are you here as an effeminate man? (laughs) And it's Rob Schneider trying to adjust himself into a heteronormative way of presenting. Mm -hmm. So it literally is a film about just like,
0: but Josh, do you not like how, how that joke pays off at the end? Oh what with a really good like kidnap and sexual <laughs> assault
1: joke.
2: Hey, there's always yeah. one. <laughs> I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a Happy That's... Madison production without an uh, without an in, you know, an implied rape.
0: <laughs> I mean it, it it feels like there's at least three in this
1: movie. <laughs> well there's that and there's also the um the when Ra- cause Rachel McAdam oh, fucking hell. Rachel is playing Rob Schneider's criminal character ends up in a strip club and um someone tries strangling her i think rob starts yes. strangling her and the owner of the bar points to the sign that says hey no strangling the dancers that's Again, a moment i laughed at
0: i laughed at just the visual of there being a sign saying hey hey he's no because he says hey can't you read and then the sign just says no strangling the dancers yeah and i was like like you a know, good unexpected like, sign visually guy. that's a gag yeah,
1: it is a good unexpected. It, I'm act, not laughing at the that fact that people it.
0: shouldn't that, that people are strangling women, Josh.
1: No, I know, but I mean, like the uh, it's again like the like like the joke at the end. The Rob Schneider's comeuppance is he gets kidnapped. Yeah, because he's a baddie,
0: prob- Josh. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, he's no, a baddie. I
1: understand. I understand <laughs> where the film is where the film thinks it is. But I'm saying that making a sight joke out of like, oh, isn't it funny that sex workers get attacked?
0: Do you
2: know what I mean? It was two thousand and two though, you know, that that was funny but
0: (laughs) I also don't think I th- I think the joke is like the usual sign would be like no touching the girls the fact that there was a full on sign saying no strangling I get the it. girls I get it's it. more it's more saying hey look this is something that happens so we have to put up a full on sign I suppose what's what funny about it
2: is they did actually have to have that sign made for the film
0: <laughs> someone had to,
2: some prop maker. I hope someone has that sign hanging in the house now. neon isn't cheap I've looked it's into good. it I, I wanted to make a neon sign it was about £350 <laughs> that's in a bar somewhere and now the
0: budget for this is unknown <laughs> <laughs> um, As, I like yeah. the idea that there's a bar I actually don't think I've mentioned this I went to um, the deli in New York where Rob Schneider's character in Big Daddy is supposed to work And they have, like, a framed picture
2: of Rob Schneider on the wall. Oh, what a sad place. (laughs) So does my local. (laughs) Just to say, that is a good performance by Rob Schneider. Oh, the one
0: in Big Daddy? Yeah, I like that one. It's an
2: endearing character. Because he can't read, remember?
1: (laughs) He can't read. But it's
0: another racial stereotype that he's (laughs) playing.
1: He can't read. But what made me so sad about that bar scene is just, like... Why can't men have fun drinks in two thousand and two? Why does he have to end it with, Oh, and I'll have a brewski, I
2: guess. That's I did agree sad. because
0: like I like a fruity cocktail.
2: Yeah. Do you like a pina colada? I do like a pina colada.
1: And getting caught in the rain.
2: And getting caught in the rain.
1: Are you into champagne? No. Oh <laughs> and I'm not. You into like a screwdriver, yoga. Jack. You like a I screwdriver. do like
0: a screwdriver. I call it a vodka and orange juice. Well, that's not what it's called. I call it a V and OJ. I vodge. wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't call anything an OJ. <laughs> not I'm like, anymore.
0: I'm like, give me a vodge. <laughs> <laughs> give me a vodge.
1: It's just very sad. Although one thing I'll give Rob Schneider in this film, he's got a banging bod going on.
0: <laughs> he did. I, I did notice because you brought this up in Juice Bigelow as well. He's definitely. He's definitely done some sort of manscaping. You know, he's worked on himself. He's
1: got what they called, I only know what they're, cum gutters. Fucking <laughs> it. <laughs> you know cum gutters? The the V muscles. I mean, of
0: course I do. Is that what they're called?
1: <laughs> I don't know what they're actually called. Delts? No, that's arms. Is it? I don't know. Abs? Listeners. No, it's not abs. It's side abs.
0: There you go, side Obliques, had... obliques. 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 What an oblique conversation. <laughs> it's more bleak. <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, <laughs> that's what they're called, but yeah, he's like, whenever he takes a the reason that everyone's off, instantly attracted to him in this what, movie. What the,
1: what the pure sides of his cum gutters.
0: Stop saying it. We going get an explicit rating. We Do we already not already have, We already have one. Yeah, exactly. We um, can say whatever
1: the fuck we want.
0: And of course the only person who's not attracted to him is poor Billy. and oh
1: fucking hell. Okay. Uh... Good good actor,
2: I thought. Matthew Lawrence.
0: He's got a really good face. I I believe he's grown into a man who looks just like um Oh no, it's his brother. Andrew Lawrence has grown into a man who looks exactly like uh, Brendan Fraser. Really? Yeah. He has what is arguably the darkest joke in, in this movie. Oh my movie. god. <laughs> when Rob Schneider anonymously calls him while he's on the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: I actually laughed out loud at this part. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. I laughed
0: out loud at this. <laughs> Well, this film does have jokes. Like it's, it's one of I again. I think it's one of the funnier films we've covered because it just actually just goes for jokes. True. Where Rob Schneider calls him up anonymously and says, "I should have made love to you when I had the chance," <laughs> and Billy just goes, "Father or <laughs>
2: <laughs> Such a dark joke. But it's really good, isn't it? Like if it was in a if it was it is, in a better a film. One it would have, like, surrounding it, people <laughs> would be quoting it.
0: Everybody would be saying Father around <laughs> every time someone calls them.
1: I mean, you, you know me, I like any joke that takes pot shots at the Catholic Church. So I'm in, I didn't laugh at it, but I'm in for it.
0: Yeah, Billy's kind of got a sad life, he's clearly got an, an abusive priest, he's being chased by his janitor. <laughs> 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 no, he's being chased by his janitor. His girlfriend,
1: his, his previous girlfriend, has uh, yeah beaten him up and tried to run him over with his own car. <laughs> it's not going well.
2: He's very forgiving.
0: And then, and his yeah. best friend is the guy who played young Jim Carrey in Dumb
2: and Dumberer.
1: And is it really I think, him? Is it not another TV he movie. Is.
2: Yeah. I actually liked um, <laughs> dumb Eric <Dumberer>. Christian Olsen. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, not Dumb and du- No, not Dumb and Dumberer. <laughs> No, the one, yeah, no, Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> you know, the the prequel. The one, the one, the prequel, Dumb and yeah. Dumber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I didn't, I didn't think it was a good film, but I thought that they were good in it. I thought they, you know, they were believable as as the that was, yeah, as the younger versions.
0: I remember when I was a kid when that came out, I told um I told someone else at school like, oh yeah, they've got like two guys who look just like them, and he goes, no, that's them. <laughs> Don't you know what acting is, just younger.
1: <laughs> what, <laughs> Jack? Did you know that this film had an alternative title?
0: Oh, I did.
1: <laughs> oh, this... you're not meant to say that, you're oh. meant to go,
0: no. <laughs> I know everything, Jack. I know, I know. I'm this... try. The author title is rubbish, though. It was called Miss Popularity, it doesn't yeah, even work bad, like
1: just... Miss Congeniality. <laughs>
0: It doesn't make sense. It's not. It's no Whitey and Davy. I tell you that much. Well,
2: um, the hot chick doesn't really make sense as a title either, just because like it doesn't. The film doesn't centre around her. You know, it centres around him visually. So, I mean, maybe that's the joke, but like well, the, it's but that's, very that's, hard to. That is the joke, but it's in not, the it doesn't really work though.
0: But it's well, you can sell a movie on Rob Schneider is the hot yeah, chick. Yeah, I guess so, because he looks so stupid.
1: Well, again, I suppose this it begs the question at the centre of this film is, is a hot chick constituted by looks or attitude?
2: I don't think the film is, is, is raising that question. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. I mean, well, Jack well, was
1: talking about it earlier of like yeah. everyone being attracted to Rob Schneider, even though he looks like Rob Schneider. Because it, it doesn't have the depth the of a shallow
2: howl.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't even have this, this is what we we also said that on uh, on Juice Bigelow. It's yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> just shallow howl is the film Deuce Bigelow wants to be. God, it's the yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. Well that's it. Well, cause I think yeah, we well, no. think we discussed that on that episode. Rob Schneider does not have the an inch of charm that Jack Black has.
1: No. Imagine but also, Jack
0: Black in this role. I mean, that would be, well, if, oh, yeah, it would be really funny. Strong. I mean, that's it's, basically it's
2: Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: he plays this role in Jumanji, and like people will, like give him an Oscar. Thank you, Jack. You reminded me because <laughs> I was trying to dig through my brain to find. I was like, I swear, there's another film where they've done exactly the same thing. Where you know, at the end of this film, you've got Booger saying like, "I accept you, no matter what." I've remembered it's Juice Bigelow because at the end of that film, he's like. You don't understand the pressures that women have to live with. You know, they're scrutinized for how they look, blah, 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 blah. After having an entire film about like, I will not fuck this woman because she's large. I will not fuck this woman because she's tall. I will not fuck this woman because, because she has narcolepsy. (laughs) It's exactly the same as this, of just like, oh, I get, yeah, except everyone, apart from, you know, I don't know, like Asian people. (laughs) or fat people at the end
0: of this you get to accept the Asian people and the fat people
1: and the witches that's true but again like through through all of these things you can only grow as a human being by facing repercussions to your actions of being a terrible person maybe that's true in real life also I don't know but you know you can only (laughs) grow through guilt rather than something positive it's Ling Ling feels guilty because her mum is now sad that she's rejected her
0: Yeah, Rachel McAdams feels guilty because Hildenberg didn't swap her body with someone else yeah <laughs> has to shave her chin something I wanted to bring out another sort of positive point I have for this movie but only based in the realm of other movies we've covered I think it's the first film we've covered that allows it's supporting female characters to be funny yeah because we've dealt with, you know, Patricia Arquette in Little Nicky has nothing to do. Winona Ryder, who gets a mean shout-out in this really movie. Really mean joke.
2: <laughs> what was that? Did I miss that? A
0: car- um, the- Her rival, Rachel McCann's rival is
2: arrested for
0: shoplifting from the store where she gets the earrings. Mm. Um, and uh, the security guard leading her away goes, Come on, Winona! <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and just after... This year, she had been in an Adam Sandler movie. Fuck, it is this
1: year, isn't
0: it? <laughs> it's not even, like, Jeez six Christ. months later, you know, he's, he's just using her as, like, comedic fodder after placing her in a nothing role in one of his movies.
1: And then having her career ended. Oh, what kick a Kick her while dick. she's down. That's, again, yeah. a big Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler movie, is just kick while down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I, I quite appreciated that, like, Anna Faris has jokes. Hildenberg gets to make a joke about her dress looking like a twister board. It's um, true. You she know. also gets
1: yeah. to play around with the fact that she's in a science lab playing around with beakers and then she makes strawberry sauce for her ice cream.
0: <laughs> great side <laughs> gag. <laughs> great. You know what's great about that? They really don't, like, focus on it. it is really, you have to focus in on that scene to it's get true. what she's doing. It
1: is shit, Austin.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Adam Sandler, we've got to talk about his role in this movie.
2: Like a yeah. Canadian hippie with dreadlocks. <laughs> like, he really does, like, go for the obscure voice, doesn't he? It's, I mean, at least it's a different voice, I suppose.
0: <laughs> yeah. 100%. I quite appreciated that he was just, like, playing a character.
2: I mean, kind of. <laughs>
0: he just just full-on playing, like, someone he might have played on Saturday Night yeah. Live. But isn't this the... is the Rob Schneider
1: SNL character, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I think it's based on... I think Rob <laughs> Schneider had that character.
0: Which I guess kind of makes sense, because in the last Rob Schneider movie, Adam Sandler played the guy that, who says, you can do it, which is what Rob Schneider usually plays. So I guess in Rob Schneider movies, Adam Sandler (laughs) plays characters that Rob Schneider has played before.
1: Is that the real body swap?
0: (laughs) I was quite surprised that he came back later in the strip club scene. Well, I I liked
2: the joke, you know. I liked the um, you-can-put-your-weed-in-it joke when he (laughs) was talking about the Nelson Mandela um, prison. Like I thought that was funny. (laughs) That was, that was
0: such a great sort of bizarre joke in that. Why did they have this model? <laughs> this terrible looking model. Because, you know,
1: it's a, it's, a, it's a store that sells artifacts from Africa. In quotation marks.
0: <laughs> did you like the, the joke at the end in the strip club of asking, uh, where does she keep her weed? And then oh, her I don't wish have one of
1: those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine.
0: You know what? Yeah. Funny movie, funny funny movie.
1: Funny movie is it? And also, uh...
0: secret free.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> it's also, <laughs> also Adam Sandler coming back for to reprise his. That's a huge bitch line.
0: Uh, that's true. Yes, uh, and I call that. Another moment where well. we get to make fun of. <laughs> oh
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> all fine. It's all fine and good.
0: So the film goes on. You know, it's body swap fun, and they're all. <laughs> It all climaxes with everybody together at a strip club. <laughs> yeah, i found it intended. really weird that the, the parents were, were escorted there by the police. didn't really know what was going on there. No. And everything works out. Jessica gets her body back. Clive gets uh, abducted. <laughs> <laughs> and Anna Faris has feelings she's going to have to deal with for the rest of her life
1: at some point not today
0: and they graduate
2: can i mention a couple of points yeah. that i thought were quite funny um that made me actually laugh of course oh yes please yeah so just before i forget so there was um i really liked the the dance sequence in the in the bar uh, when he oh, I like has a the dance secret He has a dance off with that that woman and then um, they rip all their clothes off and they're like copying his dance and then he like really breaks into like a funky dance That was fun. Um, I laughed at that I'm not ashamed to say um, I really did you also <laughs> laugh at the fight sequence? That I came did after. the fight sequence is what I was going to talk about next like it genuinely did make me laugh. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I thought I actually thought his acting was pretty good in that portion of it. When he, like, rips out the hair and stuff. That's
0: the parts where it's sort of having fun yeah. with gender politics. Yeah. and Yeah, I, I, I enjoy that kind of stuff.
2: I story. feel like it's the part where it, like, gets its tone right, you know? Like, that's where the mm. film should be yeah. throughout all of it. It's, it should be that silly. But, um...
0: Instead of scenes where he's just exposing himself
2: yeah. to him, Yeah, I'm not keen on those scenes, really. <laughs> uh, no, it's not the best.
0: In fact, I just realised this is the second Rob Schneider film that has him exposing himself to a bunch of people, because he does that again in Deuce Bigelow when he's yeah. swimming naked in the aquarium.
1: But this time he had agency. This time he chose <laughs> to do that explicitly rather than accidentally. This time
0: they didn't open the film on that.
1: No. It's the Nathan-for-you claw of shame <laughs> gambit. Yeah in this
0: carry on with the funny scene
2: oh that was basically I, now... it there, there was no no, <laughs> there, no there was there was one more the, the one that made me laugh the most was just this was the joke when um he's in the lock he's in the locker room with them and he's like janitoring he's like cleaning everything and he keeps getting like angry and he has to like disguise it by saying Oh, someone left these towels here, and then like, and then it. And he goes, (laughs) oh, someone didn't clean up this, and then the punchline of the last one where he's really angry is like, there's a shit in there or something. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that, and I really did like like laugh. I couldn't stop myself. Like it was, yeah, that's a good joke.
0: I did, yeah. I, I, Josh, I know you absolutely hated this movie. I just found (laughs) it sort of strangely competent. (laughs) And you know I think what? that's what I enjoyed about
1: it. You know what? I I didn't hate it. In the same way like I hated Joe Dirt and I hated Master of Disguise. This, I will give it, like you said it exactly, it is well put together. It is like a film. <laughs> It worked. It's, it has jokes. It's got it more competency
0: at... than something like Eight Crazy Nights, where you're oh, just yeah, like, what? Is, what is this? They've got jokes in there, Like they've got setups. They've
1: got punchlines. They've got delayed reactions. They've got callbacks. It's just all of it's fucking trash.
0: <laughs> well, this is the the weirdest thing about this podcast for me so far. Now is that the three best films I've seen are all the Rob Schneider movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's really disturbing
1: Wow, well, it's made you know me reevaluate. <laughs> but no, yeah, do,
0: do you really disagree like the animal yeah. do Spigalow and the hot chick you know compare that to like little Nikki or I don't know what else have we got Master of Disguise, Joe Dirt uh, Mr. Mean, Deeds, I know yeah, you like Mr. Know, Deeds
1: you know what my number one is <laughs> still, my number one is still Mr. Deeds yeah, so far
0: I didn't. Li- I-, I like this more than Mr. Deeds oh really, yeah. is it this is probably my favorite film we've covered so far. Wow! How many of these have you
2: done so far? This is our eighth Oh, okay. One. So you've still got quite a lot to go, really. Yeah, I think yep. we have
0: fifty-three until. Oh, wow! Are you building up
2: to like the the more recognized ones, or are you just focusing on the? We're
0: going in. We're going in order of release. Oh, okay. So we start in 1999 with Deuce uh, Bigelow was the first. We're going all the way to Adam Sanders latest Netflix release, Hubie Halloween.
2: I can't wait to see that. Like I've got that saved already. Like I really <laughs> want to see that. As soon as I saw Adam Sanders doing that like little Nicky voice again, I was in. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you, know you need to you're watch it.
0: You're in for a treat. It's
1: really good. And the voice nowhere near as grating as little Nicky but Oh still... no, it's it's the water it's boy the, voice, it's got isn't an it? Air. Oh, yeah, Oh yeah, yeah,
0: it's more the water <laughs> boy voice. In a way, like Hubie Halloween plays like the Water Boy if football never happened,
2: right? Like,
0: like if he just mm. sort of grew up and just started loving Halloween instead.
2: It's
1: true. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It's the same film.
0: His mum's not as abrasive in this one, but there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely elements of it. Might as well be a sequel to
2: the Water Boy. Perfect. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> I just scrolling
0: through my notes to see if there's any... Oh, here's a question. There's two questions. One is, the Spencer's daughter disappears for, like, a week, and they never seem to question it.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, they just think she's (laughs) up to something, right? I
0: guess. Like, at one point, they think she's on, like, the skiing trip, but that ends. (laughs) Also, nobody questions why a janitor is taking a girl to the prom. Oh my god! Yes, that was another bit. I was like,
1: "Well, I mean, no." To be fair, to did be that fair, not happen at your school? The... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is what kicks off like the third act proper, isn't it? Because uh the the principal or whatever the fuck she is, Dean, sees him hugging. You mean Anna Vice Harris.
0: Principal Marjorie Bernard?
1: Yeah, the tuba player sees that happening and then goes and gets the police.
0: No, but she gets the police. Because she had the facts that he was a wanted man, but she doesn't get the police, like, straight away when she gets that facts. No. Even though she knows this man is working in her school.
1: That's true. So maybe she was like, I'll let it slide because he's a fellow Tuber appreciator.
0: That's literally what I thought.
1: But no, but then she sees... Him macking on the teenager, (laughs) and he's like, "Oh no, maybe this is a terrible decision."
0: This is that's also the scene where Ashley Simpson comes on and doesn't say anything.
1: No, but yeah, (laughs) Uh, this film was written so that Rob Schneider could expose himself and make out with young girls. Does he kiss
0: Anna Faris? I can't even
2: remember. Yes,
1: yes, yes, to make Thingy jealous.
2: That's right. I think most films were written for that reason, (laughs) but at that time period, to be honest with you, not 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 specific to uh to him, but no just Rob Schneider and Woody Allen
1: yeah those are the two
2: this is very much Annie Hall of its time <laughs> it's the Annie
1: Hall of the Adam Sandler generation
2: just as
0: funny <laughs> yeah I I don't think I have anything more to say on this one I like I quite enjoyed it I thought that they definitely had a chance to go in interesting directions that it didn't really take but I kind of appreciate that it had those little interesting moments even though it doesn't fall through them, at least it was acted like it was gonna go somewhere
2: mm.
0: more than any of these other movies we've covered have.
2: Well listen, as you guys are like um happy Madison sort of experts in that, and I don't really know much of like I've definitely <laughs> not seen all of those like fifty odd films. Like I've seen I've seen like I would say I've seen mostly like a few of these um these ones and then like mostly like the Adam Sand, the well known ones. But what is the, like, how do these films get made? Like, is it is it Adam Sandler's company? Does he produce them? Is it, like, so, does he so, yeah, fund
0: So, yes, it's, it's, it's Adam Sandler's company. And actually, I think we're on the cusp of really getting into the weird way that these films get made. Because at the moment, we're still quite early on.
2: Well, some of them are like we a just had, dodge, aren't they?
0: Well that's what it definitely feels like <laughs> because we're about to hit a range of Adam Sandler movies that the budgets range from small budget of seventy five million dollars for a film like Jack and Jill or Funny People or even Ang- Anger Management to ranging to a hundred million dollars, which no Oh no, no no film of his cost a hundred million, it cost ninety million. No comedy movie should cost 90 million dollars no but you don't mess with the zohan does (laughs) definitely not a film seen that all the way through it's not a film that you can see 90 million dollars on screen i tell you that much (laughs) so but the thing is his for a long time adam Sandler's movies not every happy madison movie but the adam Sandler starring ones were making a lot of money
2: well yeah i mean they stand out as like legitimate comedies i mean whether you like them or not like they they're kind of considered like you would expect to see them in the cinema or they have a rep they have at least a pedigree right like like some of them are legitimate films (laughs) yeah like they feel like it as well like when you watch them like like a big daddy or whatever it's not my favorite one but it feels like a kind of an accessible film for like the public or whatever yeah um little nicky was stretching it a little bit (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, little nicky is one of his rare flops that and um i do that's like my it boy.
2: i've not seen that's my boy but i the, i was curious two about that him.
0: really don't make their budget back i quite <laughs> like that's my boy mm. yeah it's uh he's definitely this is why we're doing this podcast because we just kind of want to delve into why people went to these movies what made adam sama because he's someone that i think we we definitely consider we like but we don't always know why
1: but why do you think people went to see this film
0: but they didn't oh yeah no, that's true. <laughs> it was a bomb this one no, made but they only... still made money it didn't really 35 million dollars like I, I also strange film to release at christmas this is not like <laughs> the christmas movie you want to go see
1: i want to say though on amazon again my arbiter of taste Sixty-nine percent of people gave this film five out of five stars.
0: I mean, sure.
1: Some common words that come up in the reviews: uh, really funny, good film, funny film, hilarious, and DVD.
0: <laughs> so I haven't used hilarious or DVD to describe. I feel like I've used all those others. Really funny. <laughs> I do think it's funny. I think, but it's...
1: really funny.
0: Um. I wouldn't say really funny. But it's for one it's for just a sort of silly zany body swap comedy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I give it its due, like it's not as good as big uh, as um as Freaky Friday, which will come out <laughs> the next year. Yeah, but I've got it's...
1: two very good reviews for you.
0: Go on, let's hear the reviews that you I want to. I've
1: got two share. reviews. I got one from Drake eighty it's cool. it's five stars don't judge a but don't judge a dvd by its cover uh the story sample why a bit... not this is
0: film has got has got rob schneider with a face mask on
1: yeah he's also not got the um or, well i guess he's he's or whoever this person is has picked up the key message of the film <laughs> so that's good uh ish The story sounded a bit lame, a guy trapped in a teenage girl's body, but my wife wanted to see this film. I was wrong about this film. It's hilarious with great acting and characters that are very believable. I'm not a big (laughs) Rob Schneider fan, but he deserves a lot of praise for this role. I'm glad I didn't pass up the opportunity to see this film based on what I thought couldn't work. I'm happy to be proved wrong. Three people found that helpful. And one more from Danny, one of my favourites. Hilarious movie, I don't think it's possible to watch this too many times.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's wrong, but it's like...
1: Oh no, sorry, my favourite of you, Happy. Good product, arrived safe and sound, no scratches, works as it should. (laughs) Five stars. You can't
2: ask for better than
0: that, can you? (laughs) I think that that previous review leads us into the question where it does say it can be watched over and over again. Would any of us watch this movie again?
2: Um. I actually would. <laughs> not straight, not right away, but I'd give it another 15 years and maybe try again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. kind
0: of the same, actually. Like, I wouldn't watch it right away, but in another 10 years, based on this sort of memory of me b- relatively enjoying it, Yeah. I'll give, I'll give this a go. It's a once every 10 years.
2: Yeah, it's got For enough me, in it that it's at least fun to show to somebody and be like, look at this. Yeah,
1: that's true. For me, it's uh, if I'm really bored and I'm flitting through Sky movies and it happens to be on at the time, I will watch it until something else comes on. That's <laughs> that's the level of commitment I'm giving this film. Fair. I won't turn it off unless something, something comes else on. comes on. Unless Ready Such Player One comes on. Such a fair weather fan. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider. Yeah, I suppose. Um, no, I'd watch if I was scrolling through and The Wedding Singer was on, however, I would watch fucking all of it, no matter what was on. Even yeah, The Wedding Ready Singer's brilliant. On.
0: Each, each week we like to give the film... An MVP and an LVP, Jen. If you if you want to think up, we can go as esoteric as you want with these, we can be completely... Like I, I believe Josh once picked the Lumiere brothers as their as his LVP <laughs> for inventing cinema. Um,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but um, so. Um... You just mean, like, Uh, who did uh, I like most in the film?
0: Well, it can even be, like, if you like the script enough, like, that can be your most valuable. If if, um, your LVP is John Debney for creating the worst score you've ever heard, that's (laughs) fine as well. What Um, does LVP uh, stand for? Least Valuable Player.
2: Oh, okay. I always thought it was uh, least vertical primate, but that's just. <laughs> um, that's I would say. Yeah, choose your most vertical
1: primate and your least vertical primate. <laughs> <for this.
2: laughs> okay, I really, I really liked the um, the guy in the toilet. Um, I thought he gave one of the better performances in the film and was genuinely funny. Dick, Dick, Dick. Gregory. Dick Gregory, yeah, and also like just bless him for being in the film when he probably didn't understand fully what it was. So you need something, and also yeah. Anyway, um, and I think the worst part of the film was I, we didn't really touch on it, but I'd say I really did, I really didn't like that um that guy that went on the skiing trip. Which, oh,
1: the not another teen movie guy.
2: Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: The blonde one. Yeah, with not the, so much um, because with the yeah,
2: not so much because character. I just didn't like that guy <laughs> I do not like his face <laughs> or his or his lips or, or anything so yeah I don't I don't care for him Josh do you have an MVP?
1: um I'm torn because as I've said before I really loved Rachel McAdams playing that criminal character I thought it was such a joy and like she's having some like she's having so much fun I'm having so much fun watching her but there's just not enough of it. So for me, it's it's Anna Faris, who's just a joy every time she's on screen. Is playing. Yeah, I like the character. I like what she's doing with the character. She's very fun. I think she got the most quarter laughs out of me out of anyone. So yeah, it's Anna Faris. LVP. Uh, the heteronormative climate of the early two thousands for not allowing Rob Schneider to have a nice drink.
0: Cool um i'm gonna take the easy route and give rachel <laughs> mcadams the mvp because she is great and she like you can see it, it's a weird thing in one of these movies to see a movie star be born and, yeah and you get that with this you can see why she would go on and have a great career and be a, an oscar nominated actress and she is, she's great in every everything she does in this movie especially when she's playing clive true LVP for me, I thought you were going to take it, but the Korean mother using the N-word. Oh, yeah, shit, fuck. <laughs> right, yeah, no, I changed mine to a toss-up. No, up no, you can't change it. Mine's a toss-up, no, mine's a toss-up,
1: mine's a toss-up.
0: No, no, you've... You, you, mine's you're, a toss-up
1: between...
0: By not picking it, Josh, you've now endorsed it, and you are now pro-Korean <laughs> <laughs> women saying for the good. N-word. Uh... In fact, you wear T-shirts that promote it
1: <laughs> oh god that's true isn't it oh no i'm gonna throw myself out this window no it's a toss-up between my wanky answer oh no, i'm not i'm and... not
0: taking it. i'm not taking that fine when i publish every mvp and lvp <laughs> that have been listed on this show I will say in brackets: they see us Josh's <laughs> secondary MVP. Did is not the care Korean. strongly enough. Oh, it would have been your weird. MVP if she said it more. <laughs> I
1: guess it's just for me. It's a it's a pub. It's a personal point where, as a youngun, I felt like I had to drink disgusting beers because it was frowned upon for men not to. You but see, this is all. This is all the, the gender affecting.
0: politics that this film gets into
1: (laughs) it raises does not address and ends up supporting
0: (laughs) isn't it weird that like tia and tamara are in this movie and like there's no like twin jokes there's no reason for like two identical twins to be in this movie and like in a in a movie that's like a body swapping genre like so popular for twins to swap places and get into trouble
1: None of that's touched upon. Maybe it's just a nod to it. Also, they make a fucking racist
0: joke. <laughs> I can't remember. What was their racist oh, joke? Oh, yeah.
1: No, it was one of my first notes. So um, the the character who has the Korean mother is introduced, and she says, the Korean mother says, oh, Ling Ling, you forgot something. And um Tia and into go, Ling Ling, somebody answer the phone. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> This film, it perverts everything it touches, and for that reason, it's only my third favorite. I <laughs> know, oh fifth favorite. It's only my fifth favorite of the ones we've seen so far.
0: Straight in a number one for me. Well,
1: look, really, wow.
2: Look for all the problems uh. that it has, and all of the ways that it doesn't adequately, it doesn't adequately sort of touch on gender politics in a, in a particularly good way. I still enjoyed it more than The Danish Girl, so (laughs) I'm happy with it, I like
1: it. (laughs) I haven't seen The Danish Girl, but I can imagine that's true.
0: (laughs) I wish this film got the Oscar attention that The Danish Girl got.
1: God, imagine.
0: Oh yeah, did this get any (laughs) good awards?
1: I just want anything like, you know how Big Daddy was nominated for a GLAAD award.
0: It's it's, oddly enough (laughs) not nominated for a GLAAD award. Um, I'd say it deserves a GLAAD award more than Big Daddy did but oh well
2: what just because Big Daddy has like two gay characters in it
0: yeah Yeah. and it was nominated for um, best representation in media that year (laughs) 1999 was wild (laughs) lost to um, being John Malkovich it's actually got quite a good nomination yeah it's our favorite. Um, it's our favorite awards back again. So it seems like Rob Schneider is always nominated for these. The World Stunt Awards. Yay! And it's got a nomination better than a Glad Award, if you ask me. Best overall stunt by a stunt woman. Yeah. Uh, The Hot Chick was nominated for its um, pillow fight sequence in which a stunt woman is hit with a pillow and thrown back into the wall, traveling over the bed and causing a dent. I did think that pillow fight scene was utterly demented.
1: I thought it was very good, and um, nice to see someone realise that they have the power to inflict real physical pain on women, <laughs> now that they have a man's body.
0: Sadly, the, this stunt lost to Die Another Day, just like it lost at the box office.
1: Oh, what, the bit where he's uh, paragliding, or whatever it is, uh, parasurfing? Two stunt
0: women fight on an airplane that is about to crash. The oh, fight uses cool. multiple swords and weapons as well as acrobatic and martial arts moves. I do love these descriptions of
1: stunts. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. Just take very... all the passion out. Someone gets hit with pillow, causes a dent. Bravo! It was,
0: it was also nominated up against Mr. Deeds, which we've already covered. So. Yeah. <sighs> um, oh, nice one. Well... Jen, is there anything you'd like to plug?
2: Yeah, I have a podcast called Peak Trans where I just talk about trans issues that you can subscribe to that wherever you want. And um, I don't know, you can follow me on Twitter at Jen Ives Comedian.
0: I'd argue that this is a secret episode of Peak Trans and that we've been able to discuss the trans issues in
2: the hot check. I think you might be right. Maybe I can just not put one out this week <laughs> and uh, just just link to this.
0: It's like it's <laughs> like if you did an episode set in two thousand two.
2: Well, in a weird way, very, this very... is sort of like one of my formative movies. Do you know what I mean? Like I watched this, um, Boys Don't Cry, <laughs> um, uh, The Crying Game. You know, all very all very positive movies. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's yeah. odd how this
0: movie doesn't get mentioned in the sort of no. same way as the other two.
2: Sad, overlooked. I mean, I wouldn't be here today without this movie, is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I could argue, nor would I. <laughs>
1: I
2: would. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on, Jen. You've been grateful having me. Yeah,
1: you. it's been incredible. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, no, thanks for having me. It's been nice. You
0: can find me at JFG in digital 3D. Across all the Twitters and Instagrams, Uh, Josh, where can people find you?
1: Oh yeah, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram or most places at Papsby, like Gatsby, but P A P S B Y. So not like Gatsby at all. (laughs) It's it's got a B at the end. It's
0: got got a B Y. It's got no (laughs) T.
1: (laughs) <laughs> or a G. It's got and a
0: it's P. Got, it's got two
1: it's got, P's it. It's got two Ps <laughs> Anyway, it's nearly like Gatsby, but it's with Paps. Um I don't also... know how
0: long I was supposed to just sit here, like week <laughs> after week, you say like, oh it's like Gatsby. It's not <laughs> it's I, I'm finally <laughs> broke. <laughs> it's sort of
1: like Gatsby. It's sort of like Gatsby what Gatsby? <laughs> Papsby what Papsby. There we go. It sounds the same.
0: Oh, it's more like <laughs> Pap smear but with a B instead of a mere at the end.
1: Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I fucked it. Anyway, um if you thought fo- well no, hopefully you follow us, follow us on Twitter at truehatmad And um also if you uh subscribe to this podcast in a place that lets you leave reviews and ratings, we'd really appreciate it. Five stars is nice especially if you comment on the quality of our DVD packaging and whether the disc was scratched or not that would really just uh, what's the opposite of grind my gears oil my mechanism you know that would just be really nice so please go off and do that
0: now uh, I'm gonna wrap this show up and and go to bed while wearing this lovely earring that my my friend has gotten me yeah and uh, me- and rush r- pull my fingers through my thick, lavish hair and really appreciate it. I can't (laughs) wait. And be able to appreciate that I can do it tomorrow as well.
1: Oh. (laughs) Oh. Josh is (laughs) bald. We're all bald in waiting, baby. That's true.
0: Thanks for listening, guys, and as always, a horseshit!
1: Oh, fuck, wait, no. Okay, this is going to thematically work really well. Um, Did everyone stay around for the credits and watch him do the same scene over and over and over again? Laughing at his own joke where it's just him saying like, Oh, she thinks I'm cute or she thinks I'm popular or something. And then sit around and making weird like faces and then laughing. At himself doing faces, and it's, none of the crew were laughing. None the of the worst cast was laughing.
0: section. I'm going to put this in after the um, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, after do. the end
0: credits. <laughs> Good God, because it's great. It's this is our own blooper section. Yeah, it's the worst blooper reel I've ever seen. It's just one long blooper of Rob Schneider just constantly fucking up.
2: No, I didn't. I I turned it off as soon as it finished.
1: <laughs> oh you really missed out go I mean, back got to go go and re-rent, re-rent this, this film and watch it all again <laughs>